Great to see you all here today, and um, I want to start off by just greeting those who are at home watching online, whether on Facebook Live or on YouTube. Hi for those listening later on on the church podcast. Hello. But to you who are here in person, it's great to see your faces, uh, those who are masked and those who are unmasked. We are so um, blessed to be able to be together today uh, in this way. I want to thank the, the choir and all the musicians who put that uh, piece together, that How Great Thou Art. Wasn't that nice? Um, yeah, they're very nice. And then I want to say also, um, I did not use the second scripture passage in my preaching today. It was too much information. I had to cut it out. You're welcome. <laughs> you don't like 40-minute sermons? You just, okay. Um, so we are here in this summer doing a sermon series uh, about some of the basic practices of the Christian spiritual life, the basic practices of Christian faith. And this is meant to be a kind of a practical sermon series where every week I want to give you something to take home with you, kind of uh, something to work on. Maybe it's homework or a practice for you to to try out as a way to to grow closer to God in your life. And I heard from a number of people who told me this last week that they tried out the prayer practice that we were talking about, the way that you start with silence and then let God speak to you through scripture and then and only then bring your stuff, your requests, your needs to God. And I hope that some of you, for some of you, that will be a practice you can continue or try out or expand as you go. So I'm trusting that today's message will have something that will speak to you, that will help you, that will draw you closer to the one who draws close to you today in Christ Jesus. Last week we were talking about prayer, and this week the spiritual discipline that I want to talk about is submission. Ooh. Um, Of all the spiritual disciplines that we're going to talk about, this one may seem the strangest to you, the one that you don't naturally gravitate toward. I mean, everybody wants to pray, we want to serve, we want to worship, but does anybody really want to submit? Um, In fact, even when you hear this word, it might bring up some negative feelings for you. You might think, like I do, of um, uh, submission in terms of an MMA fighter, you know, mixed martial arts and the way that they put each other in chokeholds and submission holds, uh, like this guy. Um, Nobody wants to be in a situation like that. I don't. Yesterday, I was at at a baby shower at my parents' house for my little brother, Tim, uh, who, with his wife, uh, have a baby due in October, and it's really exciting. This is their first baby, first child. And you know my brother, a lot of you know him. He's a a six-foot-four, 250-pound Oakland police officer. And um, at some point in the party, we started kind of wrestling around. He started putting me in these submission holds, you know, these police holds. And I have to say, um, it doesn't feel good. Nobody wants to be put in a submission hold like that, myself included. Maybe you hear the the word submission, and um, it makes you think about the way you were treated by uh, an overbearing boss. Or some time where you weren't allowed to bring your voice, use your voice, or bring your best ideas forward, or where you were in a relationship that was really lopsided. For some, the word um, submission will naturally make us think about the history of our own country, especially around slavery and the way that the Bible was used to justify telling slaves to submit to their owners or their masters. Or maybe you're a woman. You hear this word submission in church, and you think about St. Paul and what he said about wives submitting to their husbands and women not being permitted to speak in the church, and you might wonder, what, is this the kind of submission we're talking about? And then imagine you're a visitor here today. You know, you walk into church, you say, what kind of church am I in? What is this topic? What is, what is going on here? So let's start with, with what Jesus says. 
You heard it today. Jesus says, if any want to become my followers, let them deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. For those who want to save their life will lose it, and those who lose their life for my sake will find it. When it comes to following Jesus, part of what that means is about submission or becoming obedient or giving something up of ourselves so that we can follow in God's way. Submission in this sense is trusting God enough to give up demanding our own way. We put ourselves under God's authority. Um, there's, a scripture, there's a spiritual Christian writer named Richard Foster, and some of you will know him, and this is what he says. Every discipline has its corresponding freedom. What freedom corresponds to submission? It is the ability to lay down the terrible burden of always needing to get our own way. In the discipline of submission, we are released to drop the matter, forget it. This is really important for any of us who are trying to grow up in our life with God. Submission means not just doing whatever we want. Not just doing it, as Frank Sinatra said, my way. Instead, it has to do with obedience and trust. The purpose of submission, hear this, church, the purpose of submission is greater freedom. So how do we get to that freedom that God wants for us? Here's the paradox. We get more freedom through submission. As an example, maybe you think about driving a car in the way that we all submit to traffic laws, right? You wear a seatbelt, you drive the speed limit, maybe. You use your turn signals, you wear seatbelts. We, we follow all of these laws, these, we submit to all these laws, so that we can have the freedom to drive around with order. We can drive around without chaos. We can drive around and have the freedom of mobility without being in danger. Um, sure, you could change lanes all the time at high speeds without using your blinker, like somebody did yesterday on 85 and almost caused an accident. But when you submit to the practice of using your blinker to alert other drivers what you're about to do, you actually gain freedom. Everybody gains when we submit. So for Christians, our submission is not about a power play, you know, getting somebody to getting our own way or making somebody else do what we want. Instead, it, our model is Christ. St. Paul writes this. Listen to what St. Paul says. Let the same mind be in you that was in Christ Jesus, who, though he was in the form of God, did not regard equality with God as something to be exploited, emptied himself, taking the form of a slave, being born in human likeness and being found in human form, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. So this is kind of the, the theological, biblical part. You've got to tune in for a second here. St. Paul grounds our submission, right? This word submission. Our obedience, our considering of somebody else ahead of ourselves. He grounds it in the person and work of Jesus Christ. I'm not saying you got to submit for the sake of submission. He grounds how we operate as Christians in the person who Jesus is and the work, what Jesus does, of Jesus Christ. So Jesus is the one who models healthy submission for us, the way that he was formed for God's purposes. He let God's purposes um, lead him, even for him, to the point of death on the cross. So we're not being asked, you and I, to flog ourselves or to be submissive in some kind of unhealthy way or to oppressive systems of you know, authority. But, but we know that absolute freedom is anarchy. So how can we gain this? How can we do submission right so that we gain the freedom that Christ intends for us? Now, this is what I want to offer you today. 
because you're here for the, for the practices, right? You like to get practical with me. Um, I want to offer you an, a way to do that this week, a way into submission um, for your life. So uh, what you'll need to do, and those at home, you can do this now, or those here, you better not. Um, you can take a piece of paper, just an eight and a half by 11 type piece of paper, printer paper, a notebook paper. This is your practice for the week. This is your homework for the week. Listen up. So you fold it in half. Oh, that's easy. You fold it in half again. Ooh, creative. And then you see what it makes, a page that has four quadrants, right? Four parts. So you, or you can take notes, you can re-listen to this later, you can uh, remember it because you are very smart. So you have four quadrants, which are like four little sections. This is our, this is our practice for the week. Um, so I want you in these four sections to write down four areas of your life. Four areas where you want to experience freedom. Four areas where you want to grow, where you want to flourish, where you want to invite God to lead you or direct you. What are your categories? What are your four areas? I'll give you mine. Um, my four areas come from the Bible because I'm a pastor and I'm very holy. No, um, my, my four areas, my four areas um, come from this passage. It's a little passage that I, that I love. It's from the Gospel of Luke, Luke 2.52. This is what it says. Jesus grew in wisdom, in stature, in favor with God, and with all people. Four areas of life. Wisdom, which is like your intellectual life. Um, stature, your physical life, your health, that's important. Uh, with favor with God, that's your spiritual life. And then favor with others, relational uh, or social um, life. And so um, I wonder for you if those four categories make sense or if you would have a different one, another one that you might add. The idea is to identify four areas in which you want to submit your life to seek God's will. Four areas where you want to submit your life to seek God's will. What would those be for you? I was meeting with a friend this week at Pete's, and um, she was telling me that uh, this year in her work that she has what she called a prime directive, which sounds very official, right? The prime directive. Um, and her prime directive, which is kind of like her main focus, she said, or her mindset at work is this, not to get stressed out. Oh, I like that. Not to get stressed out. That's her main focus with her life at work. And um, not to let all the stresses and strains affect her because she knows that in her workplace, if she's stressed out, she would transmit that stress to everybody else. So that's a pretty good um, goal. And you might call this um, setting a goal or setting an intention. She called it a prime directive. I would call it submission. Submitting to naming something that you want to give over to God, that you want some help with, that you want to focus on. She's submitting herself to a kind of discipline to de-stress herself in a way to lead to a more abundant life. Someone else this week that I was talking to told me that they had a goal this season uh, in, their, in their life, and their goal was this, not to lose any vacation days. These are great things to focus on. This is very spiritual that we're talking about. Not to lose any vacation days. Um, that's very practical. He said because of COVID, he was in danger of losing vacation time. He wasn't able to take any last year. This year it was sort of dicey. And so he's trying to take steps so that he won't lose those vacation days. He wants to use them before he loses them. So this is kind of a vacation time as spiritual practice part. I talked to another person this week. Um, who was, you better be careful if you talk to me during any week, because you're going to show up. Okay. Um, and he told me that he was leaving uh, his one job and going to a new company. And so he had limited time left in, that one, in his role. 
And he said that in his current company, his goal in this season, in these last couple weeks, was, was not to leave with any regrets. Not to have any regrets. So he said he was focusing intentionally on some conversations with people. You know, close the circle. Finish up. Have one more talk about something that's important with somebody. He said he wanted to have important conversations because he wanted to close this chapter by bringing light and enlightenment to others. That was his goal. That was his focus. I read an email this week from a woman who writes each week uh, about um, faith and overcoming addictions. And um, she said that her purpose these days, her prime directive, um, is this. She said she wants to be available at any moment to be a blessing to another person who is struggling. I, she said, I want to be available at any moment to be a blessing to someone who's struggling. She wrote it down. Do you see how unique and kind of um, distinctive each of these can be? They really fit into people's lives. I wonder what that would be for you. Is it just the one prime directive that, that kind of informs all, or are there four areas of your life that you could kind of um, develop as a spiritual practice, I want to be disciplined. I want to submit myself to let God speak into me. Um, so let's see. Here's, here's how it works. You want to take your uh, piece of paper with your four parts, and at the top of each section is a, an area of your life. So for me, intellectual, physical, spiritual, and social or relational. But if you have a different category or if you have something else you want to focus on, you can, you can title it that way. Then in each of the four quadrants, you're going to write, you know, what's your main thing in that area? Um, what's the purpose that you have in it? What's the goal you seek? What's the struggle you're trying to address? What's the prayer of your heart in that area? I, I heard of somebody this, this week who, who did this exercise, and they just put the names of their kids in each of the quadrants. Wow. It's not bad. I hope none of you put my name in the quadrant. Like, what would that mean? Um, but it's, it just meant that they wanted to focus on that relationship. So the practice of submission um, that I'm talking about is different in a way from like corporate quarterly goal setting exercises, which is a good thing to do, um, but it's meant to be a way to bring yourself and submit yourself to God, to offer up the things that matter to you, and how do you know what those are except if you think about them and write them down or say them out loud, to ask God to guide you and grow you. So you name your four quadrants, you write down the focus or the main area in each of those things, um, and then maybe you can fill in two or three practices around to support that uh, main hope, that main desire, that main thing you're working on. Um, I'll give you an example. Um, one of my relationship goals, I have a relationship goal, which is to be more attentive and present with people when I talk to them. You know what I mean? Um, to, be, to be more attentive and present with people when they talk to me. I can easily get distracted. Sometimes I'm thinking about the next thing or kind of juggling other things I got to do. And as we come out of COVID, I'm not totally used to talking to people face to face. You know, somebody said that they lost the art of small chat or small talk. Um, so for some practice, so, so some practices to help support this, it would be like take out my earphones when I'm at the grocery store or Pete's. Take out my earbuds. So I'm not listening to music or a podcast. I'm talking to somebody who's helping me. Good practice, just a sign of respect. Another is to pause and talk with people that I meet and say yes to that conversation. It's easy to scurry off, to kind of avoid it, to kind of step out. But why? For me, because that's my focus. It may not be your focus, but uh, that's a practice. A third one might be um, to honestly share something from my own life rather than holding back. 
easy to hear about somebody else, but not to actually sort of share what, from my life. So those are some practices that are meant to support this um, goal, this relationship goal of being present with people. This last year, I know that a lot of people um, in our congregation, in our community, um, raised up a, a, a learning goal about race and racism in America, right? We've been talking about that over the last year quite a bit. Um, and so maybe that's something that God has put on your heart. And if you're saying kind of like a learning goal, an intellectual goal, a relational goal, um, some of the practices that could go with that would be um, something like uh, what books you're going to read. Take on a book. Uh, what groups are you going to join? What friends are you going to talk to or friendships will you develop? When will you opt in when that's the topic rather than opting out, which can be our instinct? If that's a goal, if that's an area where we say, God, I want to submit to you when it comes to this, those are some practices to take on. I guess what I'm describing for you uh, is a practice of um, spiritual practice to open up your interior life and submit it to God, to place it before God, to sit down for 15 minutes and do this exact practice with a piece of paper, low-tech. One of the great things about this is that you can do this at home with your kids if you want. Children can do this. Teenagers can do this. Oh, hi, teenagers up there, I see you. Um, you can do this, and um, you could even do this for, uh, with your spouse or your partner if you wanted to, to set some shared things that you say, let's submit together to God what, we're, what we want to focus on. Um, one thing I love about writing things down um, is that it brings to the surface, it brings up to the surface things that are already present in you, but they're way down low. So you don't access them. You don't think about them. You're not going to act on them. This is a way of bringing those up and saying, I want to submit those to God. And I'm kind of talking to you and telling you this today as your pastor who is really undisciplined about these things. All right? This is an honest moment. I'm really undisciplined when it comes to these kinds of things. And so I need a practice like this to help me if I want to see God's will in different areas of my life. If I want to bring out the desires of my heart. If I want to focus on things for myself or my family or our church, it's a helpful practice. That's why I'm bringing it to you today. So I want to encourage you as you try this out this week, um, as you submit to this exercise, not to be overwhelmed. Here's just a quick note, a grace note for you. Um, you don't need to write everything. You don't need to say everything. You don't, this is not like your life plan forever that you've uh, written in ink. Um, this is not the master plan of your life. This can just be a guide for one week. Why not try it for one week and say, these are the things for this week or this day. Jesus said, you know, each day has trouble enough of its own, so do not worry. So don't, don't worry that you have to set out your whole plan for the life for a day, a week, a m the rest of the summer, a season that you're in. This can be an exercise for that. I want to break down those barriers you might have coming into church today that keep you from bringing your real self, your real life, to God. And I bet, and I pray, that if you do it and as you do it, God will really meet you in this exercise. It's a, it's a practical thing. So this is your homework for the week, to submit yourself to God's will for your life, to, to try this practice at home, take a sheet of paper, fold it in half, fold it in half again, and you've got quadrants four areas and just say, God, where would you lead me? What is your will for me in this area, this area, this area, this area? As you do that, as you fill in those quadrants, you will be inviting God into your life. You'll be submitting to God's will for you, and in it, you will find greater freedom and focus and faith. We're on a journey together, and I invite you to take this next step with me. God bless you today. Amen.